All right, guys, welcome to the One Life Podcast. Here with James White. Um, he has a big YouTube channel, uh, Freaking Reviews. That's right. He's also got a TikTok, which I've noticed, which is <laughs> blown up. Kind of, I guess. Yeah, TikTok's different. So um, you are a full time YouTuber. I am. I have been for five years now. Five years. Five years. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. How's it going? How's the journey? You know, it's it's a grind. It is a grind. Um, it, it's pe- people that want to be on YouTube have this fantasy about what it's like, but what it's really like is not always what they imagine. It's, it's a job, it's right? It's a lot of work. It's a full-time it's job. far more work than most any other full-time job I ever had. And you're an entrepreneur, therefore you are 100% accountable to That's where right. that channel grows, whether you put content out, how good that content, yeah. it's all on you. Yeah. If you get lazy, it's on you. That's right. And I noticed you just, you're grinding, you're doing the same thing, you're pushing, it's done. What, how many subs are you up to now? Um, uh, almost 700,000. That's YouTube. ridiculous. <laughs> 700,000 subscribers. That's not views. That is 700,000 people who have found you interesting enough, yes. related with you enough to hit that subscribe button. That's amazing. My Facebook's actually on the way up. I'm at f- over 500,000 there now. Oh, you really? Yeah. And then your TikTok's about 100K? Almost, yeah. That's amazing, dude. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if anyone really ever says that to you, but well done. That's yeah, like, I feel like so many people, it's easy. Oh, he was lucky. It was this, but. You made that happen. I, I grind them all. I even post on Snapchat. You know, like I, you really? I post on all of them. Snapchat. I even have like Rumble and Odyssey. I mean, I go, I go deep down, as far down as I can go. That's awesome. Big, yeah. big congratulations yeah. on that. Thanks. I like seeing people who have yeah grinded yeah. and made things happen. Yeah. What is it like juggling? Um, like I know you're like technically you're a YouTuber, but now you're present on a lot more platforms. Yeah. What is it like trying to juggle all these platforms? Well, a lot of them have are all going to the short form platforms, you know, like that's kind of what I'm getting yeah. at. Yeah. Instagram was a wannabe TikTok, and uh, everybody's hate on Instagram now. I hate Instagram. <laughs> Instagram. Everybody I hates Instagram I hate now. From, I used to get so much work from Instagram and it's so much spam. I'm following people I don't know. Yeah. They're feeding me stuff I don't want to see. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Instagram has, has become this like wannabe TikTok that nobody seems to want. All the photographers are all going to like, I think it's called Vero now. That's like the big one for photographers. Really? I didn't yeah. know that. I think I'm gonna check that out yeah. when I get off there. Because all photographers are getting no reach. They're getting- you know, Nah, it sucks. It's really, yeah. it used to be amazing. I, yeah. I don't like, we don't need another TikTok. TikTok is TikTok. And, and we already we need have, an Instagram. And we have, you have YouTube shorts already, which is as close to TikTok as you're gonna get and they're much more successful at it. They pop, they, they yeah. pop way more than. Yeah. For me personally, Instagram does nothing. I'll pop on TikTok, I'll pop on uh, YouTube shorts. Yeah. So how do you how do you juggle all, all platforms? Are you shooting on YouTube and then cutting down on other platforms? I am, yeah, yeah. Talk to me about your process. Um, I well, I film the video in in wide format for YouTube. Um, usually, what I do is I'll just I bring it into my editing software in a vertical format, and I just try to create a fifteen to sixty second version, and then I just upload natively to all all the short ones. So okay. I have a second uh, fra- uh, YouTube shorts channel now. Oh, do you really? Because I was posting shorts to my main channel, and I actually believe that the shorts were hurting my main channel. I've, I'm going through the same thing with this. <laughs> yeah? I've had people like, oh, I really like your podcast, but I'm having trouble finding your podcast because you post so many shorts. Yeah. So, and you've got a big channel where you don't want to, you don't want to upset people. I, I was posting shorts from my main for a while and I really feel like, like it negatively affected um, the reach because the, I mean, despite what YouTube says, I, you know, they say one thing, but my experience tells me something else. Like they say, you can take a break as long as you want and it's not going to affect your channel. Everybody that takes a break ends up taking a massive hit on their, on their reach. 
So to me, the, those shorts were negatively affecting uh, my channel as a whole. So I just, I deleted most of them and I stopped posting them and I have a second shorts channel, which is doing fine on its own actually. And I then you link as much in that. You're linking that to your, your big one. Hey, if you want to see the full video. What how I, many subscribers, how many views are you getting on the short channel? I have, I well, I had 10 million views last month on the short channel. You, how long have you had that channel? When did you start I it? I started last year, but I didn't I didn't really do much with it. How so, long have you been serious with it for? Um, I, I, I stopped for over a year and I just came back in July and started posting heavily. Okay, but that's popping. It was it popped in August. I mean, the, the surge is kind of over now, but is it is it driving the other channel too? You think? No. Subscribers? <laughs> it's just done its own thing. It's own little entity doing its thing. What I do is I pin a comment on each one of those because the description on shorts is completely useless. Nobody looks at the description. You can't even find it almost. almost. Do you use tags on shorts? I'm, I'm confused whether I should use tags on shorts. I, I do, but I just usually copy and paste them from my main video. Okay, you know? yeah, it's it's good to hear because I mean I'm on social media. That's what I do. <laughs> but it's good to hear from someone else that actually does it and yeah. does it really well. Yeah. Because I'm I'm trying to figure this out myself, and yeah, it's, it's very hard to find guidance in people who are actually doing it successfully. Yeah, I mean, YouTube's pushing shorts because, I mean, they're pushing shorts because TikTok overcame them as the most viewed app uh, on the planet in late 21. Even as far as um, getting information, people aren't going to Google anymore. They're going to TikTok. Yeah. Have you heard that? Yeah, yeah. Like people in the 20s? Yeah. It's crazy. So YouTube doesn't know how to really handle that. But yeah. I also feel like that's negatively affecting the entire platform um, because there's not really much of a monetization for shorts. Um, they have this creator fund that I've never even made. I have 10 million views last month that didn't make a dime off of them. Oh, really? Yeah, nothing. Oh, wow. Because so, you, you don't qualify for the creator fund. Every month is different, yeah. Interesting. So, so you um, most of your income comes from YouTube still? You must be making some money on TikTok too then, by now. No, a couple hundred bucks a month. It's not, oh, really? Yeah, it's not much. I think people underestimate how hard it is to yeah. make money on online. Short form content does not pay, not pay at all. Um, Facebook is starting to pay. Um, How do you pay through Facebook? Same way, they, they, they run ads. You have to qualify. I actually have a, a company that, that does it for me, so we, I split the revenue with them. Okay. Yeah, because I they they my channel was pretty much flat for years, and when they jumped on board, it just went straight up. Oh, what are they doing differently? They, they spend, they re-spend most of the money on ads. Um, targeted ad, they run these, they test market like the same video, like 20 different ways, 50 different ways to get the right title, the right description, you know, all that stuff. They have different edits. And then once they get the right, the right edit, the right title, then they post it. So it oh, has the you. best chance of, of doing it. So you well. got someone pushing as hard as you can. Yeah, I don't even touch Facebook. Gotcha. Just an idea for you. You, um, uh, Who's the biggest YouTuber out there? I just, Mr. Beast. Mr. Beast, is, I would say. Have, right you, have you learned much from him? You look up to him? Some, yeah, I mean. And I've got an idea for you, just thought of it. Um, did you watch him on Joe Rogan podcast? I didn't see that. So what he does, he his channel's obviously in English, but he pays other people to translate it in different languages. Oh, I have heard that, yeah, I have heard That's that. That's something you yeah. could consider, isn't it? I have considered that for a couple other languages, yeah. Yeah, because I mean, he's only hit, like, English is such a small part of the world, but yeah. the products you do, they're available worldwide? Some are. I mean, a lot of the ones for like Amazon all come from AliExpress and from China, so mm. they're pretty much available everywhere. So, I mean, that could yeah. be something uh, potentially like doubling your audience, Does right? he just have like a someone just speak over him like a overdub? Uh, he or? does it really well. He has someone like literally go through and like transcribe it and then 
someone to do the voice over the top, like dub it, but then someone, I think he has three people check that what he's saying is actually being said too, because he wouldn't have any idea. Yeah. But I mean, it's just reinvesting back into his channel so he can spread the audience wider. Everything he does does, is successful though. Does it really well, right? He has so many channels are all, every one of them has like 5 million or more subscribers. Mm. It's a good person, good uh, kind of person to learn from. Yeah. How is it? Um, how is it doing it for so long now? Is it is it getting hard? Is it getting repetitive? Are you still super passionate about it? Kind of all three of them. Mm. <laughs> I mean, it's. I try to do things that that I find more enjoyable, even if I know it's not going to get as many views. Because sometimes I just think I don't want to do okay. another. What do you find pan. enjoyable? What's that? <laughs> <Another pan>. <laughs> <laughs> what do you find enjoyable? Being outside, you know, like okay. a lot of these products are indoor products, kitchen products. You know, like, so I, I'll, I, like I did the spy pin recently. I knew it wasn't going to get a the ton spy of, pen. The spy pin. What is the spy pin? It's a pin with a camera in it. Oh, you know? nice. But I just thought I think I, wanna, I saw that pop up on TikTok. Yeah, I just want to get out and just do some stuff. You know. Gotcha. And so I just that was much more fun to me, even though it didn't get nearly as many views as the other ones. I don't care. You know, like gotcha. I need it for my own mental health to just get your own sanity. Yeah, just to have some fun with it. Although I think I want to see another pan video now. <laughs> <laughs> so um, if you don't know what he does, he does as seen on TV product reviews, right? That's how I started. I mean, the ASEAN TV industry is not what it used to be. It's They don't put out nearly as many products as they used is to. Is that because of social media? I think the ASEAN TV kind of became, uh, industry kind of became a joke. So like a punchline, whenever you saw an ASEAN TV product being reviewed, it was almost always goofing on it. You know? Okay. So uh, they also, also information travels much more quickly than it used to. So when they used to test market these kind of goofy, not working very well products, they could kind of sell a bunch of them before word got around. But now, they went any good. now word gets around okay. day one. So where are, you, where are you deciding what products you do? Where are you getting them from now? Um, I, you know, Amazon, I'll spend, uh, I have these days of the month where I just binge Amazon for eight straight hours. And, oh, gotcha. And okay. then um, viewer, viewer requests and AliExpress. Gotcha, okay. Yeah. Uh, viewer, so people like, oh, can you review this? Or, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. interesting. Yeah. Do, you, um, do you use social media to see what other people are doing so you can do it yourself as well? Not really, no. Nah, I, interesting. There are a lot of channels that really do exactly what I do. So I mean, there's there's other review channels out there, but you know, there's not a lot kind of in my exact niche. So there's not okay. really anybody to to watch. What's your uh, favorite platform to use for yourself and to use as far as posting your things? Do you like the short form? Do you prefer the YouTube style? Honestly, you know, I really do enjoy the short form content. You know, like, so I know that's done right, right? I, I know, I know that's kind of blasphemous to say but maybe because i've been doing the long form content for so long mm. it's just something different for me so like i kind of look forward to doing the short content you know you know the thing i hate about youtube is oh, sorry i haven't posted for a couple of weeks my mom's dog's uncle's been sick yeah yeah and you're already lost yeah whereas like tiktok is like hey how to boil an egg boom 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 yeah oh, i now know how to boil an egg in 30 yeah. seconds or less yeah and i think that's why it's popping so much yeah it's cutting out all the fluff yeah and even the podcast, you got to watch the whole podcast to get the gold nuggets, or I can go through, cut the gold nuggets right. out, and present it. And That's right. Now I don't need to watch the podcast. I have a, I have a science channel that I watch, and I used to watch the long form content. But when I found its shorts channel, I much prefer it because it kind of gets in and out one minute. I can see the results. Mm. So. That's funny. We're so busy, and we can't <laughs> sit there and watch a, a video anymore. I know. Yeah. Do you feel like it's hurting us in a way, like lack of attention? I mean, I, there's a lot more competition out there. Anybody can grab their phone and post a short or a TikTok nowadays. Mm. In fact, I think most people prefer to have this kind of, you know, impersonal, low quality post on, on TikTok. 
you know, with a person in their bedroom with their phone, that seems to almost do better in a lot of cases than the professional production. What is your thoughts on that? Like just using your phone opposed to like, we use the same camera, Sony a7 III, yeah. that's our go-to cameras. Yeah. Yeah. What's, what's your thoughts on using a better camera opposed to just taking action and picking up your phone? I have a hard time. Honestly, my biggest problem is is the, the audio. The phone audio is so much worse than what I do. It's, audio uh, is huge, right? Yeah, I film mm. I film myself with my phone. I'm like, that sounds terrible, you know? Like, I don't, just don't like it, you know, so. Yeah, would you, um, I know like from being a videographer, like nobody will watch a bad video. People will watch a bad video of good audio, but they'll never watch a, a good video of bad audio. Yeah. Audio is, is, it's is huge, everything. Yeah. yeah. How do you do your audio? You still do it the same way as, I have a, I have a, no, I have a kind of an obscure product called a Pico mic. Um, it's it's a little clip that goes on your it's a lapel mic, but it it transmits to the camera and it's magnetic, so you just snap it on there. Okay. Um, it's not quite as good as what I had before, but it's far more convenient. Okay. It's got two mics, so a big big thing I look up to you with is um, you started with a pointer shoot, right? Actually. That was my first upgrade. Was a point and shoot. Oh, it was. What was your first camera you started I had this, with? I had this old uh, Nikon D thirty two hundred, which and with a bad lens, and I had a Sony Action Cam, which people don't remember. It was like a it was like a wannabe GoPro. Oh so. yeah, yeah, yeah. That didn't last long, right? <laughs> no. gotcha. That was what I started with. I just found I had two cameras laying around, and I just used those. And then my first upgrade was a point and shoot, and I used that for for years. For a long yeah. time, right? Yeah. I think so many people get caught up on equipment. You got to have the best equipment. You got to have the best lights. Always, yeah. Like right now, we're in my spare bedroom, my right. unit, right? right? So here we are making it happen. Right. Yeah. And it's so, it's so funny. There's so many um, big YouTube channels, and you see the setup, and it's in the corner in the bedroom. Yeah. And yeah. they got like millions of subscribers i think pewdiepie is just a bedroom in his house it's crazy right it's like i think i feel like so many people get caught up on equipment as everything what what would you say action is probably the most important thing right i'm sorry would you say action is the most important thing as far as like content creation and i mean really i think that to some extent yes but i think that because the the attention span is so short having quick cuts you know that's the what is that? The old it was a three-second rule or something like that, where yeah. you're supposed to. I mean, like, and that kind of still makes sense, even if you're just zooming in and zooming back out on the same shot. You know, like I just feel just like something having. If I, I'll look, I'll, I'll zoom back at my edit. If there's a long clip there, I'll zoom in. Like, what, what can I cut here? Because no one's going to want to watch this this 15 seconds of, of I like of no cuts. You know, <laughs> I need I need to do more of that. Like I know I know better, but it's it's. Uh, what what do you think over quality over over quantity? Like, I mean, you can take your time, you can take all those things out, or you are you better off putting more posts out there, or are you better off like making those posts more engaging? Or no, both, ideally. I, I, I feel like like I don't do it right, but I'm a bit of a perfectionist, so I can't just throw tons of content out there, which I think is probably the best way to do it. I think that most do you people- you think have, it is? Uh, I think a lot of people have success by just throwing a bunch of content out there and a few of them will pop. You know, I'll I'll spend a ton of time on something and it doesn't do very well, but I've spent my whole week on it. You know, so mm. so. Gotcha. You know, What's there? Um, right now, yeah. How many how many videos are you posting? Are you still doing two a week? Are you doing more or less? Know, I I my schedule for the last five years was always trying to do two a week, but sometimes it was one a week, depending on how it went. It was always Wednesday and one day in the weekend. I've just recently decided that. I'm just going to work on a video until it's done and post it whenever it's ready. I don't care what day of the week it is. If it's Monday, if it's Sunday, I don't care. Is that hard to get or pass mentally? It, it is, but it's been it's been liberating 
to just say, I'm going to work on this till it's done. Because I used to push myself so hard. I would be up late, you know, 1130 at night, you know, Trying to get it done first in thing time. in the morning. Yeah, now okay. it's like if if I post it Monday, I post it Monday. I don't care, and and I feel my viewers don't even notice. Like they don't. Really? There's no difference to them. It was all the self-imposed prison I put myself in. Gotcha. You know? That's interesting. Yeah. So, so you're you're breaking away from that. So now it averages about every four days per per post. Okay. So, yeah. Which is Which a good is balance right yeah. now. Yeah. And then it might change. That you're in control of that now. It's just whenever yeah. I'm just going to work on a video until it's done. If it's if it's two days, if it's a week, I don't care. Whatever. Do you have a certain length that your videos generally go for, or you recommend like keeping your videos up, or is it just whatever it ends up being? I mean, I try not to go over thirty minutes. That's that's a long video for me, um, and I try not to go below five minutes. That's a short okay. video. But I I really just I film what I think is appropriate, and I edit it as tight as I can, and that's what it ends up being. Okay. Usually ends ends up being between ten and twenty five minutes. Okay, and then are you filming your own videos still? Have you got help? I'm a one-man show. You still don't, you still editing your own everything. Videos? Still editing yeah, everything. You're not outsourcing any of that. I used to, but oh, you did, and how that, that didn't work out for you. You know, it it, they were very good editors, better than I was. But to me, the editing is part of the creative creative process, and I don't just mean like creative editing. I mean just it's like a it's like a piece of clay that you're shaping, and sometimes I'll be in there editing at ten o'clock at night, and I think. I needed to say this, you know. I'll just, uh, I'll get, you, you I'll, just want to throw it I'll in. I'll throw an overdub in. You gotcha. Know, like, but when you have an editor who's in England, which is where mine was, that that just adding one sentence can add three days to your your video. You gotcha. So if I ever hire an editor again, it would be someone in town who works in the same building as me. Okay. Gotcha. Because I I don't I don't have that kind of I don't have this backlog of videos that I I can just oh I can just post this one next week. I, you know, I, I just yeah. posted a video right before I came here. You know? Oh, you did. Yeah. I, so now you're you're out of <laughs> you're you out of content. So I have nothing. You know. Gotcha. So tomorrow's the next. You know, so I, I know what I'm going to film, but I don't I haven't worked on it yet. How many um how many products are you ahead of yourself? Do you have ten products lined up? You know, or you I got wish. two, or you chasing uh, a, a good a good month for me? I'll have eight videos planned, but usually I've got maybe two. Gotcha. Yeah. Is it stressful or is that just... It's stressful. <laughs> I, li I like hearing the raw side of this, right? It is. Because it is. I mean, you see the fancy polished end, yeah. but I mean, it's a, it's a grind, like I you have, said. I have a friend who, he posts twice a day on YouTube. Twice. A, and he actually, his channel was not doing very well and it's just kind of taken off. Okay. But he posts twice a day. And he has a, a two-day backlog if anything happens. But if he gets sick... Mm, okay. Know, what type of content? So you don't... Gambling. Gambling. Oh, is that Dan? Or is yeah, that... Dan. Yeah. Oh, Dan. Yeah, I don't know if I should yes. say it or not, but <laughs> no, no, no. So, is he still posting? He he was he was. I don't know if we should want to say on camera, but he was less than twenty four hours. Math channel deleted at one point because he had two copyright strikes. Oh, Dan. Okay. And he had a, he had a competitor who called up YouTube who had a rep and bailed him out. Uh. And his channel was getting no views, and he just started posting twice a day. And after six months of that, it went straight up. Now he's get, he's making more than I am, and he's and he's getting more views than I am. Oh, awesome! Yeah. Very cool. So I was like, Dan, you really saved yourself there. Very cool. Yeah. It's a but, what's your um, you know, uh, Andrew Tate? I don't. Yeah, you didn't see that bald head guy popping up everywhere. Um, basically, what happens? He was saying some stuff that people didn't agree with, and he got banned on every platform. Oh, what's what's your thoughts about? people being banned on social media that that restriction do you think it's you think it should be there you think it shouldn't be there like what happened with trump how you literally got yeah i i mean i is it is a is that going away from freedom of speech like america stands for or yeah i mean i guess 
I think that people should get banned. You know, there, there are certain cases where people should get banned. But I think that the problem right now is that so much of automation is, is a part of the factor where, um, you know, people will get strikes and they'll do an appeal, which immediately comes back. You know, nobody looked at it. Then they get a real person to look at it and that person overturns it. And there was a whole like Jacksepticeye and Markiplier and all these people were talking about it recently. But I do think there's instances obviously where, where someone should probably get kicked off, but it should be with with an actual human re reviewing it and and having an appeals process to another human. Right now, it's so automated. Like, yeah. You yeah, you don't know what. Yeah. You don't know who's actually behind it no. and why it's been done. I, I don't know if you remember a few years back, but it seemed like every video I posted was getting that yellow dollar sign. If you remember the yellow dollar sign, the, yeah, like, like limited uh, money monetization around it, right? And, yeah, yeah, and then and then that would always kill a video. Like you would see the trajectory of the video when you post it, and then that would happen. It would go flat, and even when that got reinstated, it would never go back up again. So it I would kill a video. I remember saying that. Yeah, you got someone who's as successful as you are online. What? What's your tips? What's your advice? Is it passion? Is it consistency? Is it sheer luck? Well, I think that number one, you have to you know be careful what you wish for because you might become successful at that and if you just throw a couple videos out of something you're not real passionate about you might get stuck doing that because that's the only way you're going to find success on youtube you know like, okay like um people like i i actually frequent the the new tubers subreddit on, on reddit even though i'm not a new youtuber but i like to give advice in there and a lot of people are on there are saying you know i don't know what i want to do if you don't really know what you want to do maybe you shouldn't be doing it because okay. <laughs> like you just you want to be on youtube but you don't even know what you want to post on youtube that's not really the right approach gotcha um you know camera equipment doesn't really matter at first if you've got good content i mean look at most of gary v's videos or, or someone's holding their phone and you know right <laughs> even these um keynotes yeah it's on a damn phone and terrible it's sh it's shaking like would you keep that damn camera still because right. i want to watch this but it doesn't matter because the content is so valuable i'm sitting there watching it because the content right. is so valuable yeah uh, it's crazy. So you know, the, you know, worry about the camera later, man. These modern phones are good enough. You know, that's my first advice. Is, and you know, the problem is that a lot of these people watch these how to be successful on YouTube channels, who themselves have never been successful outside of how to be successful on YouTube. You know, like <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, this is one guy out there. I'm not going to mention his name, but he, he, all of his videos are get a hundred thousand followers on Instagram in 24 hours and you go to his Instagram page he's got 500 followers I see, that, I see that a lot the amount of DMs I get about that I'm like how can you provide value know, when yeah. you so I mean I think a lot of people go out there thinking that it's that there's some magic solution the magic the magic uh, formula is to you know be personal on camera have something you're passionate about be knowledgeable about it be fun you know have what good makes, audio <laughs> what makes someone personable in your opinion like i find you really personal on camera you're really good on camera you connect well what what do you think takes is it just being your, you you're yourself you're the same person on camera as you are off camera well i think it's partially kind of being self-aware because you know you haven't seen some of my my videos from my previous channels before i was on this channel no um <laughs> you know sean from think yeah yeah he talked about the same thing he's yeah. had so many failed channels yeah. before he got one right i think i had six channels before i before i was found one that worked which is do you treat the channel like a business from day one so it's fails it's like failing a business no because my channel was was a part of something else i had my website that i was writing for which was a business and it was successful so to me adding videos was just an element to make that more popular yeah and then the the videos 
became so successful that I kind of put the blog on the background. So it was never really, I didn't, I really didn't plan to be on YouTube. It was never, I, I didn't want to be on YouTube. I didn't plan to. It just, I, I kind of happened across it. Um, but as far as, you know, being personable goes, my early channels were extraordinarily bland, monotone. Um, I, I had to just be self-aware and look at myself as a viewer and I was like, I'm really boring. You know, like this is, you have to kind of let your best personality come out. You know? I like that. Yeah. So you, you, uh, you're your own biggest critic. You'd watch your own videos and you would, I do have the podcast a lot. I will literally like, I'm at the dog park, I'm yeah. in the car, I'm listening to my own podcast. Yeah. I'm like, need to shut up there. Need to ask more intelligent yeah. questions there. Need to. You have to watch yourself critically. And people don't, I think some people, especially new ones, are so excited just to see themselves on YouTube in that, in that window with all the. Yeah. That, that, that's just exciting to them. And they, they don't realize that the content is atrocious. You know, like, it's kind of like, remember back in 2015, 2016, everybody was vlogging, you know? A lot of those old vlogs, people were like, "Here I am at Target shopping, you know, in the in the shaving section." It's like nobody wants to see that. Yeah. The reason okay. Casey Neistat could do that is because he made it interesting somehow. And like somehow he right? found a way to make anything interesting. He was like, an, uh, like people are looking at, at at they're looking not looking at at why that's interesting. They're just looking at what he's doing. Okay. You know? And what's your um all right? What's your advice for me? Got a podcast. I'm looking to provide value. I'm looking to help as many people as possible. What, what do you tell me? That's a good question. <laughs> I'm just interested from your point of view. You know, by the way, it's not why I got you here. Okay. <laughs> I'm just like, well, I've got you here. I'll be, I'll be honest. I have to be honest. You like brutal honesty. Um, Dan and I have had a couple of conversations about podcasts in general um, lately. And the, the consensus between the two of us is that podcasts have really kind of, they're kind of past their prime. You know, like we were talking about Dr. Phil, I think, has a podcast. He gets no views at all. Dr. Phil, yeah, which is crazy. Howie Mandel has a podcast, gets no views at all. Okay. So I mean, I think that you know the the golden age of podcasts is kind of over. So to me, it's those who are able to maybe adapt and 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 stick with it are the ones who are going to survive. And I think that the fact that you're doing short content is probably a, a good a good move. Yeah. You know, a lot of the other like if, oh the Lex uh, guy from um, Unbox Therapy. His podcast, if you look at his numbers, they're a tenth of what they were starting okay. off. Okay. You know, like he started his podcast a few years ago, it was banging, and now he's just getting hardly any views. Gotcha. So, but, you know, you kind of have to roll with the times. And, and right now, all these channel, all these platforms are pushing short form content. So, mm. I mean, I, I, I didn't, I've never seen one of your full length podcasts. Yeah. I've only seen it on, on clips. Okay, so. gotcha. <laughs> which is, I mean, which is not a bad thing either, right? Yeah. Because if you got any value out of the short stuff, that's that's kind of the goal behind yeah. it. I guess the biggest thing for me is I really enjoy this. Yeah. I love having yeah. good conversations yeah. with good people. Yeah. And if that helps me grow, or that helps motivate someone else, so be it. Yeah. It's not something I could, I can definitely say it's not something I'm trying to do to, to monetize yeah. or get money out of yeah. it. I just love doing it. And helping other people, if that's what helps me come happier, so be it. And, and follow, you know, I mean, really, I think you can still do a podcast while following the trends um, at the same time. I don't know what the next big thing is. I still think short form content is kind of the right now thing. I don't mm. think it's the forever thing. Um, now, what do you, what do you kind of, I was going to ask you that. Where do you see social media kind of headed? Man, I don't know. It's tricky, right? I, 
I, it's kind of funny. I wish I wasn't on social media. I, I wish I was one of those people who could just like, just like delete all my accounts and check out, but I can't, you know, like mm. I, I'm, I'm on all of them. I have to do you, be. Do you like social media outside of what you do for work? No, not anymore. Me either. To not, be completely honest. Not anymore. No, I, I never go on Facebook. I, I think I've posted on Facebook personally twice this year, maybe. Um, um I'm the same. No you spend interest. so much time promoting yourself and building something yeah. that you just don't want to touch it outside of it. It's kind of like, I used to work at sports and I used to be a huge sports fan, but when sports became my job, I kind of lost a lot of my interest in it. Yeah, so, that's interesting. So social media is kind of the same way. It's like, it's, I want to go on social media. That's what I do all day long. So what's your, what's your outlet when you're not working? Like, what do you do for fun? <laughs> Got you here, don't I? I, I what's, what's your happiness? What's your... You know, I don't, uh, right now I'm, I work so much, I don't have a lot of time for fun, you know, but I really like to travel. I haven't traveled much in the last couple of years, but I, that's- Well, haven't you traveled so much? Well, you know, the whole pandemic and everything. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, I, I, I actually, I took three vacations in, in three weeks last a few months ago, so I shouldn't say that, but- Okay. <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, I, I do love to travel. It's very expensive. Um, it's the whole travel. I even I even don't like traveling as much as I used to because the whole you know just the TSA and just the you know, just so much involved to just mm. to get to where you want to go can be quite you know, stressful. You go to Australia, you know, like that's I've been there. That's that's a grind going up there. It's a mission, twenty four hour mission, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> and you're exhausted. But you know, like I, I'm, you know, to me, it's just the, the people you care about the most, spending time with them. It doesn't matter what you're doing. You don't have to go out anywhere. You can just hang out, sit mm. around the couch and play Mario Kart or something. It doesn't matter. Just having fun with those people. And and I that's a very small number of people in my life that I mm. that bring me joy. Yeah, and no, I hear that. Um as far as like a mentor or someone to help guide you with with social to do what you do, you think it's important? You think that's that's easy to do? How do you go about getting the right guidance, I guess, besides obviously watching podcasts and things like this? Um, you know, I'm I'm a bit of a a student of life so I, I'm always you know if I want to know something I'll just binge it until I feel like I'm I'm comfortable with it so we can teach it right yeah yeah I'm the same so but you know there's some things that I feel like some people just get more than I do um, much more easily uh, using a camera properly is one of those things it yeah. took me years to, to be able to use a camera properly and as we talked about before just even having an eye for what a good versus a mediocre camera shot is took me years to develop. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, some things people are just better at than you, I mean, you no matter how much you want to learn or, or yeah, think yeah. You, you know about it. Have so, you have you got a mentor? Have you got anyone you can call or ask or go for guidance with, even at your level? Um, I have my my friend Dan. Uh, he He's the only person that I, he'll, he'll be brutally honest with me, he gets as many or more views than I do every month, and um, he's kind of seen my channel from, from a pretty early stage. So we like to bounce ideas off each other a okay. lot. So you know, that's that's the only person I can think of. Gotcha. Okay. And then if someone comes to you for guidance, are you you pretty happy to help other people? I, I actually that might be something I end up doing down the road is like know, giving back more. Like I said, I, I frequent the, the NewTuber subreddit because I just like helping young new YouTubers avoid some of the pitfalls that, that a lot of people do. And a lot of them, I, so many of them have the same misconceptions about starting a channel. It's, it's crazy. You what, know, are, what are some of the misconceptions? Well, like, like for example, so many of them are hung up on, on the value of tags, which YouTube has said, 
tags are almost meaningless to the point where they're considering getting rid of them. Oh, really? Yeah. Talk to me about that. Well, I mean, because that's so easy to game, you know, like uh, you can just have a list of keywords that, that, that you want YouTube to, to basically decide what your video is about. But YouTube now really uses the, the auto transcription of your, of your words okay. much more heavily than it does the tags. It's a way to feed it. The only it. reason you want to use tags is something that's like commonly misspelled or there's variations of spelling. That's really the only reason that tags are valuable anymore. Interesting. Yeah. Are you using tags for your shots? I use them, but you know, I spend, I, first of all, I, use, I have TubeBuddy, which suggests tags. Yep. So I'll spend 30 seconds on tags. You know, I'll, I'll do a few and then TubeBuddy suggests the rest of them, ding, 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 ding. I'm done. I spent the Yeah, it's interesting because some, some shots I'll use tags, some I won't because I just don't get to it or I do it from my yeah. phone. And it literally makes it's, no difference. Just like, just like hashtags on, on TikTok. I, Same thing. I don't, right? use, I, don't, I don't even really use them anymore and there's talk, no difference. Yeah, talk to me yeah. about that. So you, you're using them or you're not using them? I used to use them. I stopped using them and I saw no difference with my... So you're my, not using any hashtags? Well, occasionally I will, but I would say... But it's not making any difference. Nine out of 10 TikToks, I don't use any hashtags really? anymore. Really? Yeah. yeah, that's so, that's so nice to do. Because I use them, but I'm like, <laughs> I don't like using them because yeah. it's time consuming. They're paying the bar. And I, I, I don't know if they work or not. I did, you know, I do follow... I don't know if you've been on, if you're on TikTok much, but a lot of the For You pages, how to be successful on TikTok, you know, like that's... Mm. That's what mine is, at least. You know, okay. Like, um, and, and quite a few of them have. There's some pretty knowledgeable people on there, like social media managers, and they'll do these like deep dive studies of posts with and without hashtags. And one of them actually showed that the videos did better without them. So, <laughs> yeah, I have heard that. <laughs> I never, I'm, makes no sense. I'm at a point I, I just don't know who to believe anymore. Yeah. I don't think anyone really knows. Yeah. But going back to what we said before, like I. I it's something I don't do a lot of, but if you can do uh, the transcription on YouTube, apparently that weighs much more heavily than the auto transcription or the tags because you're basically giving them thousands of words of what your content is about and supposedly helps. And I, I think my rep on YouTube said that their internal study said that videos that actually have a closed captioning uploaded to it get something like 7% more views than okay. those that don't. When you when you write in the description, what, what do you recommend putting in there, not putting in there as far as like, because you're saying that's the main thing to worry about now, right? Well, you're talking about the description itself? talking about the, 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 or the title. The closed captioning, the the transcript, uh, you know, the, the, what's the word, what's the word for it? Like the writing coming up over the video. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the, the closed captioning, the, the um, you can, YouTube does a pretty good job of, of auto-generating those, but if you actually manually do one, that has more weight from what I understand. Okay, yeah. gotcha. Yeah. Very interesting. That's kind of like what, and either way, that's what they use instead of tags to really know what your content's about. Gotcha. You know, if your tags all say, you know, 2022 Porsche and you're talking about crypto, they're gonna know it's about crypto. <laughs> okay, that's <laughs> yeah. interesting. So. Yeah. Um, we're both fathers. As far as social media, people putting out some stuff when they're 20 years old, bikinis, mm. shaking their butts. What's what's your thoughts on that? Is it gonna come back and bite people in the butt? It's You feel like that content's there forever. What's, what's your two cents on that? All I gotta say is, is 
I'm kind of glad that I went through my prime before Without all that stuff Amen. I'm, I'm excited. I, I, I said and did so many dumb things at parties when I was in my teens and 20s. I'm just glad there was no There's camera no around. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm for, Long age. forgotten. I'm the only one that remembers those things. Yeah. I feel bad for this generation having to deal with that, man. It's like, because it's, it's there forever. Whether people yeah. say it's not like... I think they say Snapchat is is like it goes away, but this service it doesn't, no. that records it, right? <laughs> yeah. And my impression is, if you're running for president in 20 years' time, certain amount of money we'll be able to get that. We'll be able to get the information, and, and they'll they'll you know not only that, but they'll probably have you know chat transcripts from Facebook Messenger from 2010 mm, or whatever you that's like interesting anything. Too. Any yeah. anybody that messaged you and you may have said anything inappropriate, a joke or something. It's probably all out there. Yeah, so. you're throwing some racism stuff out, some sexual sin. Yeah, it's... Remember, I don't know if you remember, Billie Eilish recently had to apologize for an old video of her when she was 13, lip syncing with a song that had an inappropriate phrase in it. Oh, did it really? She wasn't even singing it, she was lip syncing it. Really? And she had to apologize about that. Because it was a record She was 13 years old. Interesting. You know? It's like, there's also a bit of the whole, you know, the outrage culture, you know, everybody's outraged about everything nowadays. Mm. And, and the cancel culture, it's kind of funny because most people that get canceled end up having more success after they were canceled. You know, like Joe Rogan's viewers went up after his whole COVID cancellation. Big thing. time, yeah. right? Big <laughs> so, time. So it's like, you know, you might think you're you're standing for a big cause and maybe you passionately believe in it, but that's not the way to go about it. You know, to, to be all outraged online all the time, it just it doesn't work. So you, you got successful channel, things are going great. What's, the, what's next? What's the goal? Where do you go from here? You just keep grinding and keep getting more subs. I don't or, think so. No, I, I mean, I, there's got to be some end goal, right? You know, I, that's you know another student of YouTube that I consider myself. You know, you look back, and I think most channels do one of two things: they pivot into something else, like um, if I, uh, Logan Paul had done a podcast, right? And it's a great podcast, right. and he was an idiot when he right, started, right. and as a dishy and as pranks, and now he's credible, and now he's doing something with meaning, giving back. Right. And that's kind of what you're getting at, right? Well, yeah, he started Vine, actually. Yeah, yeah and, and I mean, yeah. most people can't stand him still, um, but he's doing good stuff now. Um, I'll give him credit. Good Mythical Morning, they started doing mo like musical routines early yep. on. They, and their channel's been a long time. So usually a channel either pivots, they quit, or they like Casey just, Neistat quit, didn't he? Yeah, I mean, he basically, yeah. he just posted a video last week, but it's the first one, I think, in a year. But he pretty much burned himself yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. Even PewDiePie considers himself semi-retired because he's just posting these like random vlogs in Japan now. But so the third thing that that usually happens is the um, what did I say? Hold on, sorry. No, you're uh, good. Like, you're talking about yeah. So pivoting. Yeah. Or... So so usually they either they they pivot into some other type of content, they quit, or they will just kind of ride out their base that gets smaller and smaller and smaller every okay. year. Okay. So I mean, there's channels out there with tens of millions of subscribers that don't get that many views you know they get like 50,000 views gotcha because they never pivoted they, they stayed online and I don't want to really be that you know like I, I don't want to feel like I mean I appreciate my base but I, I feel like I'm gonna have to pivot at some point or I'm gonna have to do something else what do you think that is I wish I knew you got yeah you're not no idea yet so you're not gonna itch <laughs> Yeah, where, where could you go from it? Well, think? I mean... You have talked about reviewing different products like cars and bigger things, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, and I've, I've tr I, I'm always trying new things. You know, like I... You'll dabble here and there, I do. You? Okay. I, I, I'll, I'll always throw... Like, what have I you dabbled with? You know, I, I have guests sometimes on my... On my oh, you do? You know, like I thought maybe one of these days I'd find a guest that I hit it off with that we could do some of a collaboration kind of okay. thing. Okay. 
you know, or, you know, I've done the, some travel related type videos. I, I, I did some vlogging inside of those travel videos, different types of content. And it's something else that, you know, that some people do instead of that I've been suggested to do is instead of having so much energy put into one video to make it like this condense, like this dense, Mosterous. thorough review, <laughs> to just like throw out, you know, four or five videos a week that are just six, seven minutes, you know. I don't know if I want to do that or not though. I'm not, I don't know. I okay. mean, I, I would eventually, to me, what I think I will eventually end up doing is being more off YouTube and being back on my own website. That's, I mean, oh, really? I'm actually, I actually am creating, a, I'm not going to say the name of it yet, but I'm actually creating a kind of like my own video platform for just my stuff that's off YouTube. Um, my website, I've put a lot more effort into some behind the scenes things. I kind of want to get back to not relying on an algorithm, you know, like. Okay, interesting. Because, you know, YouTube can, can just change, you know, and it does. Yeah, it's kind of scary, right? It does. Like, you know, like what TikTok did. On Instagram. Yeah. You know, like look at Instagram. Yeah, you know, it just takes any of these platforms, they're all tinkering with the algorithms, and at any given day, one little lever can get pressed and you can just fall off a cliff. Is that why? Yeah, it happened to me once before, before I was on YouTube. You know, I, I in twenty fourteen I had a, a website that I used to make a living off of. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And I it, my views went down ninety percent overnight. And it never recovered. Mm, yeah, that's, I ended up walking away from the site I had spent eight years on. It's literally like having a business and a new technology is wiping it out. Yeah. Like Amazon coming out something. Yeah, that's crazy. So I mean, How's, yeah. So eventually, I, I want to. I mean, I, I've. I want to probably get into some to the, the the other end of it where I'm actually selling products. Mm. Um, I've got. I've got. I have a store, you know, and I do a little bit with that, but I don't have to put a lot of effort into it. But I would like to eventually put more effort into uh, growing a, a significant online store of things that I've personally endorsed and that I've I, I kind of curated you know list of items do people so, use your video videos on Amazon as far as like product reviews are they, are they able to do that or is that something you could not that do? I've seen I, they use my I videos <laughs> <laughs> if I was selling an egg cooker I'd use your video to sell it right they they use my videos and ads without asking about it yeah yeah Valentine. What, um, as far as uh, sponsorships, um, product placement, have you had, do you get approached a lot? Have you, are you taken any sponsors? I get approached every day and I don't take them. You haven't taken, why is that? Is it like, you feel like you're selling out? Is it? It, um, it does feel like, it, feel, it feels disingenuous to be reviewing a product that you were paid to, that you were paid to review. Even right? something you believe in? Well, I mean, I did do one, one sponsored video a couple years back and I they were surprised because I told them I'll only do it if you send it to me and if I like it okay they were they they seemed shocked it was a major company you know, what was the, the product it was a Gillette razor oh was it oh wow yeah that's huge was that a good payday for that it was yeah but, yeah that's but, but I would have done it if I if I didn't like it you know gotcha I was I was looking I was hoping I liked it <laughs> <laughs> what about trying to get more of those then it's things like you could be we've the audience you got, the leverage you got, you could potentially reach out to people that you want to. Couldn't you go that route? You know, I could, but I just, I don't feel like that's doing my audience any justice by by doing that because they really want an unbiased, you know, if it's bad, I rip it to shreds. And if it's good, I, you know, I sing its praises. What I'm saying is like, yeah, I don't know, you've got a car or fitness equipment that you just, or a protein bar that you just love. Like, couldn't you? 
couldn't you like hey i love this like that, i've got certain things that i love and i would talk about highly publicly yeah don't you have some of those things you know I'm, I'm thinking one day you know i might do something like that but it has to it has to be something special and i haven't usually what i get approached with is i'm an amazon vendor they're selling the same crap that i could put in my store you know like mm. i i have i have connections with chinese factories that produce you know stuff for Ali, alibaba and express myself i could go directly to them and put it in my store i don't need these amazon vendors you know okay like i don't need you um I've got a question so, for you, actually. You have reviewed so many products. You know it's good. You know it's bad. How about making your own product? I, I've Actually, I've been in the works of trying to do that for quite it a while. It makes sense, now. right? Because you know yeah, yeah. you could take the best from, just say, a egg, something that cooks eggs. You could take the best <laughs> 20 products. I know you burn out on that, but I mean, that's something you've done so many on, right? No, honestly, and you I, could make the best version of everything you've done. I have taken the specs for a certain type of product that I don't want to say yet. And I've given them to a couple different factories and I, I've been trying to come up with one, but I haven't got one that I believe in enough yet. Okay. So it has to be, it has to be the best of that category yeah. or there's no point in putting it out because yeah. then you can just go buy the best. Yeah, okay. Know? So And then a lot of the products you've done, that's kind of cheap, they're done in like, hundreds of thousands yes. of price yeah the skews are so so you'd got to be able to compete on price too yeah. right yeah you'd have to be significantly better to pay the extra money yeah. or yeah. yeah but it's interesting but no, isn't I, it? I, I, you're I thinking am, outside the box i am working on that in fact i just had a meeting last week about it and there's a there's a product that i'm really trying to make happen i've not got it done yet and it's been i've been a year working on that now, okay so, but it has to be something special before That's i can do that so yeah, you got a lot of options there. Yeah. Yeah, so you just, yeah, so trying to figure out where to pivot to. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I feel like I've spent the last six years kind of building my reputation uh, of, of being pretty, you know, unbiased. But then at some point, I'll take all that experience and knowledge and put it into something that I really do believe in that I can create and then present to people. Mm, so. Okay. How's the health and fitness side going? Are you still at the gym? How's that going for you? You know what? I was doing great. I was doing great, but I, I messed up my, my rotator cuff. What'd you and do? I, like training or? Yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah. And it, that was over a year that took me to get that fixed, man. Is it feeling better now? It, it, I mean, it, it started feeling better um, in June and then I got COVID, you know. So. I, did, I gotcha. <laughs> yeah, a nasty case of it, too. What, um, what was happening with your shoulder? I couldn't even lift my arm, you know, like it was gotcha. just. Gotcha. Did you do a lot of hanging? like from a bar my doctor thinks it was from push-ups okay and then i was maybe doing an incorrect uh i would highly highly suggest hanging from a bar on a hanging hanging from on a daily basis like in pinned shoulders yeah there's there's books written on it there's a lot of stuff on youtube i had um i had problems with my shoulder too i could i still can't bench properly hanging really because they go it goes back to like hey where it came from chance blah 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 we're used to doing that um, hanging and squatting for 10 minutes a day, they say will change really? your life. So I'd like to see you try that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and let me know if it makes any difference. But it made a huge difference for Interesting. me. Yeah. yeah, I um, you know, I went through physical therapy twice. I had an MRI. I mean, I getting the- What did the MRI come up with any tear or any inflammation? It was, uh, it was like micro tears. It didn't, it didn't show as serious as it felt, you know, like, I, you did have micro tears, did you? Yeah. But I, I wonder what caused that. This was the f- uh, last month was the first time I threw a ball overhand in almost two in a year uh, yeah, and a half. I went through the same thing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but that really, I mean. Not been a throw punch in the bag or yeah, yeah, I mean, throw a ball. 
I so I kind of just gave up. Um, it's because it's, it's like it's so hard to stay motivated and train when you're dealing with an injury, right? Because it makes you not want to train because it hurts. Because I'm thinking also like, what am I going to have one big arm and one? You know, like it's going to be all asymmetrical. Yeah. So it really yeah, kind of right. discouraged me. I mean, I've kept my weight down, but I my muscle I lost a lot of muscle. So mm, that's a hard road. Yeah. But what's the alternative? Is just let go and age quicker. Which sucks I, I refuse to give up, but I, I have I did get a setback. You know, mm. and, you know I'm not going to blame it all on that because once once you fall off the bandwagon and you get out of the habit, it's hard to get back into it. It's so much harder. Yeah. Isn't and it? then yeah. I started going to the gym again, and then I got COVID, and then it's just like. But now you're pretty good, you think? Yeah, but I I haven't got back on the bandwagon yet. Yeah, so. you got just get yourself a trainer again. How's this? Was the trainer going good? He was going good. Yeah. 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 Why don't you just get back with a trainer? I, or something? I need to. Yeah, mm. I need to. Give me that little kick. I know. You know, that, <laughs> that's what I do. That's what it was. That's what it was because you know, like I could have easily gone to the gym myself, but I wouldn't do it without him. So once I yeah, in fact, it was you. You're the reason I had a trainer. Yeah, yeah. So um, the only problem with a trainer is sometimes you get so reliant on having a trainer, it's very hard to go without a that's trainer. That's the problem. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, we can train you sometime too if you want. I couldn't I'm do it on my own. I had to have someone that I was paying that was, was like hounding me about it. You know, like what gym are you going to? Um, you know, we 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 were going to a Planet Fitness near my house. Um, okay, that's the nearest one between us, but. All through COVID, we were working out at a park. He had like oh, his yeah. bands, and we were like, yeah. he was bringing dumbbells, and we were working outside. And it totally works, right? It totally worked. I, I, was gonna, I didn't lose anything. You know? I was going to sunset through quarantine until it shut. Uh, until it got 110 degrees outside, yeah, and you well, can yeah. touch the damn bar. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I go to EOS. I can always take people with me. Oh, so yeah. if you ever want to train, oh yeah, cool. it's like it's kind of like it's nice just to have someone to yeah give you a bit of a kick sometimes yeah. make i feel like true friends make you accountable yeah. <laughs> and if you see if you see me lacking on my social like hey brendan get on top of this or yeah. you could do better and the, and the other problem is i've also i've i've gotten myself into until recently i got myself into a bad habit of just working so much that i've given myself no time for anything else and it's an un unhealthy way to, to be it's like that's why i just changed to the i'm gonna post when i'm done and that is that has been such a freeing that's you feel only, happier from it? That, yeah, that's only been in the last month I've done that. So, How, talk to me about this. I'm a big on balancing your life, right? Like, so for me, it's fitness, fitness, family, finance, fun. How how do you kind of balance those four? Because I know you're a big family guy. I know like you got two great kids. How how do you balance? It seems like you haven't got much of a balance right now. I don't, and I don't either. To be completely honest, no. my my work is dominating my fun. And but I'm not sure what my fun is anymore. It's been in my 40s. You're in your 50s, right? 50s, yeah. It's, it's what what's your balance? And how do you get on top of that? You know, I I've kind of this whole summer has been like between being sick, having some renovations in my house, being stuck in my room all the time. You know, like having some some family medical issues. I really feel like I've, I've my whole outlook has has kind of shifted lately, where you you really start to realize just how temporary it all is. Mm. And you know, like. I feel like, you know, uh, in the best case scenario, you know, quite a bit of the chapters of my life are done, you know, like, so now I have to focus on what I want the rest of that book to be, you know, yeah. what I want the, those remaining chapters to be, do I want to be at my computer and just obsessing about, you know, work? Probably not, you know? Like, yeah, no, no. So, you know, I'm going to probably over the next few years spend less and less time working, even if it's a tape financial hit. I just... It's not worth it. You know, what's it's, the, what's it's not the, such a big deal, is it? You watch yeah. those those like nurses who tell you about, you know, what are people's regrets when they reach the end of their life. Usually, it's 
one of the three things is that I worked too much or I had uh, grudges that I never got past, you know. Like, or I cared about other people's opinions so yeah, and try yeah. things. Yeah. So, and like, to me, the, the, the working too much hits home and I, I don't want to be that. I, I am right now, but I don't want to be for very much longer. Yeah, and it's funny because like, you're doing well, you're probably, you're making decent money. It's like, how much more money do you need? I know. Or, you know what I mean? It's, it does. It's like, yeah. It's, that's what I found last year. I was busting my butt. Business was going good. And I was like, that's eh, good, but I'm not particularly happy. Yeah. Whereas now I'm working less. I'm doing more of these and I love it. Yeah. Super yeah. happy doing yeah. this. But I'm lacking fun because in my 40s, I don't drink or smoke or gamble. So I'm struggling oh, with yeah. what to do with myself. Yeah. I can only go to the gym so much. And, and traveling is expensive. You know, like, yeah. I, I mean, I would travel full time if I could. But yeah, me too. It's, it's, the, it's the money thing, right? Yeah. So, I mean, I, I've, I mean, I don't think I would, but sometimes I'm tempted to just get an RV and just, just take my dog and go, man. It's that'd be like, amazing, right? Yeah. yeah. Man, like, that's the thing. I don't want to. I don't want to get to be a certain age and regret all the things I didn't do. You know. Yeah. No. I'm definitely. And it goes quick, right? Yeah. 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 Very quick. My brother just turned 59, and I just said, man, you're gonna be 70 in 11 years. You know. I'm, just, <laughs> oh, I'm sure he wants to hear. <laughs> you know, I'm right behind him. Has though. he I'm talked like, to you since? <laughs> You know, it's like it, it goes fast, and like you, know, you have to. At some point, you, at some point, soon, I'm going to have to start carving out some more time to to, to enjoy life a little more. Because mm. as much as I enjoy what I do, it's not the kind of enjoyment that I that I want to define my my life with. There's got to be some more depth to it, some more yeah. substance, right? Yeah, I want to meet people. You know, like I watched an Anthony Bourdain uh, documentary recently, and yeah, like, you know, like he unfortunately he had other demons, but you know, like the the, the the things that he did, I mean, he did a lot, you know. You see him here, he is in Vietnam having this weird meal, then he's in like South America and just mm. like, because he would go and like have food and like talk about their culture and just like he, he was meeting people and just immersing himself, you know. Like, yeah, I, I remember experiences more than money or anything, right? I remember riding a jet ski around Statue of Liberty this year. I'll remember that for the rest of my yeah. life. That was cool. Yeah. I'll remember floating up the Colorado River with a flat battery on a boat on a job right. more than I will things going right, making money. Right. It's it's getting out, having conversations with people, meeting new things, doing stuff like this. And how many days a year do you do those kind of things? Oh, as much as possible, but not enough. Not nearly enough, Not right? nearly enough. It's like I think back to the, the happiest moments of my past 10 years and they were all those very short like vacations, you know, like yeah, absolutely. that week I spent in Hawaii with my kids or, you know, yeah. that week in Puerto Rico or something, you know, like it's just... You can't define your year by that that week or two that you do something fun. You're like, I don't, mm. I don't want it to be like that. So no, I love that, man. So, Thank you. All right, man. So much for your time. You Thanks well. for sharing your insight. Anytime, um, man. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, James White, freaking reviews. Be sure to subscribe because he really needs it. <laughs> Please subscribe. <laughs>